Welcome back to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we don't... Sweaty, it's no surprise that everyone celebrated your demise. And now, worms are eating your eyes. So don't you worry, rotting head, as you sleep in your sodden bed. It's time to respect the dead. Welcome back to Respect the Dead. This is episode two of our disinterment of L. Ron Hubbard, creator, leader, and creep of Scientology. <laughs> I'm Kaylin Conrad. I'm Hoots, aka Amanda Kathleen Hootman. Oh, the full Christian name. <laughs> and I'm I'm mainly Mandy. That that's it. <laughs> also the full Christian name. God given name. <laughs> the beginning of the first actual Scientology org under the name Scientology. The Church of Scientology attributes its genesis to Hubbard's discovery of a new line of research that man is most fundamentally a spiritual being called a Phaeton. Oh, here we go. Here's yep. the Let's shit go. Thetans, <laughs> bitch. Not that, not that it wasn't already a little weird, but here we go. Uh, praise Thetan, babe. Wait, sorry, sorry. Prave Thetan. Prave Thetan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, your Thetan is just like a a big, sexy, ethereal body, like floating above you, and then there's like a cord connecting you to like a like a balloon, like a helium balloon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's not like a soul that's in you. It's like a being attached to you. Mm. So it's like a little different kind of vibes there than like the idea of a soul though it is like similar to the idea of a soul it's got like a little soul umbilical cord yeah mm. non-scientologist writers have suggested why he did this um uh, created this like whole other branch that absorbed dianetics but they think it was to reassert control over his creation because he was losing control of dianetics other people were starting mm. to pop up with uh, their improved versions. So now he had a new product with like yeah. a whole new mythos around it and behind it uh, that he could package that they couldn't take because the problem was his old publisher had cut ties with him. And when you have a publisher, you do not have complete rights to your books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Dianetics was something that he couldn't like really sue anyone over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he literally. So he had to create like a new thing around it. Yeah. He had to file the serial numbers off and like change the IP <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Absolutely. This is like Ricky Rouse. This is legitimately, um, <laughs> legitimately, this is legitimately uh, fucking, um, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, the, the Twilight fanfic. Um, oh my god 50 shades 50 shades of gray <laughs> i was like 30 shades of you i was like uh, gray gardens <laughs> 50 shades of you yo i would i would definitely watch 50 shades of gray gardens just a couple of old ladies <laughs> oh, absolutely. fucking in a decrepit mansion hell yeah <laughs> i mean not not my cup of tea but absolutely would buy all of the, uh, uh, like recreations of all of their outfits fits and probably decorate my house to look like theirs <laughs> i do i do stand an elder lesbian so i'd be very into mm, this, heck this yeah. concept so yeah all the copyrights of dianetics were given to dom purcell okay that that millionaire mm -hmm. so my magician boy my card trick boy yes yes <laughs> uh harlan ellison has told a story of seeing hubbard at a gathering of the hydra club in 1953 or 54 and Hubbard was complaining of not being able to make a living on what he was being paid as a science fiction writer. Ellison says that Lester Del Rey told Hubbard that what he needed to do to get rich was to start a religion. God damn it. So like, I'm going to find you, Lester Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, Lester. And I'm going to wring your bony little skeleton until you shake you. apart. <laughs> We're coming for you, Lester. We're coming for you, Lester. Yeah. Your corpse is next. Hubbard expanded on the basics of Dianetic to construct a spiritually oriented doctrine based on the concept that the true self of a person was a Thetan, an immortal, omniscient, and potentially omnipotent entity. Your Thetan, they created this universe, the material universe. They have godlike powers, and they're trapped in your physical body. So now, 
going clear is is just the first step to once again become an operating phaeton, also known as going OT. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, you are now a god. We're no longer just promising that you'll be able to like rape people and convince them to kill themselves and sell highways to mayors or whatever the fuck. You will become like a god onto yourself. Is this what Tom Cruise is at? I highly doubt he made it that high up. Although maybe they'll, I maybe because he's fancy, he gets a little push. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know if I would believe that Tom Cruise would actually go through the full auditing process and spill all his secrets enough to to make it to OT. Because OT is like, there are almost no OTs. Yeah. Like, the second you try and get there, it becomes more difficult. Like, this is not, this is an MLM. I know in the last episode, we're like, it's kind of like an MLM. It's like, no, it's... It's exactly an MLM because you are also expected to recruit people. And yeah. you do get paid when you recruit someone in Scientology. Mm-hmm. There is like a, a commission for recruiting and it does uh, allow you also to get closer towards going clear or going OT. Mm-hmm. So it is um, very high up, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he is very high up, but like OT is like, it should be the top. Although later they were like OT level one, OT level two, OT so level three. OTs are like, are they like yeah. the cardinals? I don't know what a cardinal is. Like, is like that a bird, like the pope, <laughs> like the pope. Oh my god! Yes. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like picturing this like stupid little bird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, little, like little cardinal. So yeah. Hubbard insisted humanity was imperiled by the forces of aberration. So now we have the threat. Because when you have a cult, mm. you yeah, need a threat. A threat. Outside yep. threat. You need yep. something. Yep. You need something to bond y'all together to give you purpose. Uh-huh. And that is the aberration, which like, honestly, she's getting goosebumps already. I'm scared. Mm. I like- believe him. I need, I need, I need daddy to protect me. It's like the nothing Ooh, yeah. from the never ending story. Yeah. Yep. It's terrifying. <laughs> just, just the name, the aberration, the aberration is like, aberration. it gives me like literal <gasps> shivers. Yeah. And the aberration is the result of engrams carried by immortal thetans for billions of years. So it's like, just like this mass of horrible traumas and like terrible memories and like all the worst deeds ever anyone ever committed. And it's coming to destroy the world. <gasps> oh my God. Like, it's the thing. It's John Carpenter's the thing. I didn't, I didn't see that. Read it. See it. Watch it. It's good. I don't know Watch what it, it is. It's like, it's like <laughs> is it a book? It's, it's like a really good alien movie. pathogen trapped in ice for thousands of years. Um, I don't like when that happens. Uh, I know that that happened. I know that that happened recently, and then we weren't allowed to go outside for a while. Um, so I, I would prefer that that didn't happen again. But uh, if it was called, if they had called COVID nineteen the aberration, maybe people would have stayed the fucking side. Right, naming, branding is everything. Yeah. So it turns out he stole even this idea. Many of his theories were taken uh, from early to mid 20th century astral projection pioneer Sylvan Muldoon. So Hubbard's description of exteriorizing the Thetan is extremely similar, if not identical, to mm. the descriptions of astral projection in occult literature, which we know Hubbard was exposed to. He was exposed to that when he was um, doing his circle jerk yeah. with uh, <laughs> Alistair Crowley's little friend. The literal circle jerk. Yeah. Well, someone was jerking. There, there was projecting lobes. on his back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm astral projecting, and I need you to astral project into this, this pink and gray bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, astral project onto my tits, please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> into my Elron Habussi. <laughs> Habussi. No, Elron Habussi is like Elron Habussi. That is what like. There's certain moments Curse. in my life that I I would like put a bookmark on where I'm like, oh, you are never seeing heaven. Like, <laughs> and I feel like this is Elron one of Habussi. them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what? If, if that's what keeps me out of heaven, the Elron Habussi. You know what? Fair, fine, worth it. I mean, it, it was worth that. <laughs> I'm okay yeah. with it. So yeah, he stole basically everything from astral projection. uh, And Muldoon's description of the astral body is um, 
a physical body connected by a long, thin, elastic cord, which is exactly what Elrond said he saw in his Excalibur vision mm. um, at the dentist office. <laughs> so in order to facilitate somebody getting to uh, the OT level, becoming an operating Thetan, Hubbard introduced a device called an e-meter. Uh, oh, which no. is basically just a, oh, no. a couple tin cans yeah. and a light bulb. I, like, <laughs> I feel like most most people, probably the people that would listen to this podcast, have heard a lot about Scientology. E-meters. And the e-meter yeah. is one of the, yeah, the that's most, kind of the most famous like, things. recognized things. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, has anyone ever seen the Abtronic? It was like this little belt you were supposed to put on that would oh, shock yeah. you into having abs. Oh, yes. It doesn't yeah. work. Much like the e-meter, it is just a bunch of wires and nodes and batteries Mm -hmm. designed to just do a couple things like light up a light bulb or (laughs) a little like a a little um, hand would move on a a gauge. Like it's it's nothing. It's just uh, it's just uh, like a little whirring whizzing machine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's very Wizard of Oz like. Mm-hmm. It's just a man behind there, and behind you the can curtain. control it. Yeah. yeah, you can absolutely control as the person doing the auditing with the e meter. You can control what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a podcast like a Ouija board. To. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's exactly. like moving the planchette oh, on an Ouija board. It went, to, it, it went to yes. Ooh. It went to yes. Kyle K does like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle K. <laughs> Not Kelly. <laughs> oh, Kyle M. So gross. So yeah, uh, I listened to this podcast, Odin, Ross, and Carrie. And at one point, they were uh, they're they're two people that go and they investigate fringe groups. And they went mm-hmm. into Scientology um, for a very long time. They did like an eight episode series on it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they were able to use e meters on each other, except for their scientists. So they were looking at what they were doing very closely mm-hmm. and noticing that like. It's because they actually know each other and they believe each other's answers that they're not lying about their engrams or whatever. It was very clear to them that it's easily manipulated. You hold it a certain way. It does a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It is not in any way indicative of anything going on in somebody's head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But people very much were like, oh my God, well, this is clearly science. Do you not see the light bulb going on and off and the little (laughs) hand moving? (laughs) It's electric. It's an electric meter. (laughs) What's so hard to understand? Go with the times, Grandpa. Science. (laughs) So he starts uh, promulgating Scientology through a series of lectures, bulletins, and books. It's now being like blanketed everywhere. And he has like, He's pumping out books over and over and over again. These are things he sits there, he blathers, and he publishes it. Sometimes they're only like 30 pages. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're like 500. But all of them have the same amount of like actual useful content, <laughs> which is none, of course. Um, so he puts out like a book such as A History of Man, uh, subtitle A Cold-Blooded and Factual Account of Your Last 60 Trillion Years. <laughs> Factual. Factual's in some very heavy, heavy air quotes there. Yeah, cold-blooded too. He said, facts don't care about your feelings, sweaty. You've been alive for the last 60 60 trillion trillion years. years. (laughs) Which, it kills me. Because 60 trillion years. I'm like, so we got like the Catholics who think Earth has been around for like 4,000 years. And And then we got Elrod, who's like 60 trillion my brain cannot even when was when comprehend. was the big bang even i don't know I'm but googling i'm googling it uh, okay google it zero uh, because i feel like 60 trillion is long 13 point 13.8 billion years ago <laughs> so 60 trillion is many times older than that like he he's over he's overstating he's overstating <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> just a tiny bit okay in one of his books he said with this book the ability to make one's body old or young at will <laughs> The ability to heal the ill without physical contact. The ability to cure the insane and incapacitated is set forth for the physician, the layman, the mathematician, and the physicist. This is so fun because we're only doing this episode because he's dead. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah? Oh yeah, you're going to make yourself uh, old and young and healthy at will? 
What about all those bumpy fucking hemorrhoids on your little checkmate, Elrond? I'm just imagining a bunch of like teenagers at this time getting this book to be like, okay, how can we make ourselves 21 so we can buy alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But instead, they go crazy and throw themselves out of a window. <laughs> They're like, this is just a terrible book. <laughs> time to eat pavement bye <laughs> I need to stop coming up with those <laughs> what is worse than the last one I keep laughing at <laughs> see you on the fucking pavement see you on the fucking pavement pavement <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> sorry bye <laughs> <laughs> okay so Scientology was organized in a very different way from uh, the Dianetics movement because Dianetics was so, it was sort of like uh, anyone could do it. Anyone could come and pick up the books and they were instruction manuals, like the way that you would use like a diagnostic manual. You can just mm-hmm. like teach someone to do it and then they do it. But uh, Scientology was like, you needed to be at a certain level to be able to perform certain parts of Dianetics and auditing. Like with Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You need to. You needed to get. Uh, you need to join the creep tier of Scientology in order to be able to do like, uh, like auditing someone ad. above a certain level. Yeah. And if you support us over on Patreon.com/slash/RespectTheDead, you too can be audited by us. No, we won't audit you, but you can give us our money. Thanks. Mostly, we won't audit yeah, I, you because I I don't want to give you that much time. We will debit you. <laughs> it's too much time. It's too much time. You can just send us money. And we'll tell you you're clean. Oh my god, you are so clear. You're so clear. Oh my god, you're so clear, baby. Send me money next week to stay clear. <laughs> I think that's what they did do eventually, right? The grift was like, oh no, yeah, that's pretty funny, much it. And you'll stay clear. The Hubbard Association of Scientologists. Ooh. <laughs> playing a fucking that instrument here. Like, yeah, it sounded like a didgeridoo. It was like, <laughs> 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 oh my, okay, oh my god shut the fuck. i'm moving away from my desk <laughs> leave it in kaylin editing kaylin leave it in <laughs> okay so everything went through them the training procedures and the doctrines were standardized and promoted through has publications and ad- administrators and auditors were not permitted to do anything other than what Hubbard said. So he built this thing and like, if you do this wrong, they'll throw themselves out a window or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. The same like empty threats. Like, <laughs> hello pavement. This, this is, yeah. Hello, hello pavement, pavement, my old friend. friend. <laughs> 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 never heaven. Never heaven. Just a bunch of like shit-faced cackling witches. I absolutely cannot. Uh, Oh my god, there's three of us as well. We could so do Macbeth. (laughs) Um, Oh yes. We'd be like, Macbeth, you in danger, girl. (laughs) (laughs) The branches or organizations were like basically like McDonald's franchises. Like you were able to set one up, but all your money Mm. basically had to go back. And they were allowed to find new recruits known as raw meat. Oh. Which like. Ew. Red flags there. Nope. Everything's it's fine. It's just such a <laughs> gross fucking. <laughs> yeah. Raw meat. Ew. Um, but they could only provide like the basic services. Any costly higher level stuff, you had to go back uh, to Hubbard's central org. And. This model would become eventually very, very successful. But Scientology was small scale at this point because he lost all those original people that he had because uh, of fucking whatever her name was. Um, Sarah? The lady on, no. <laughs> the lady on stage who couldn't, when oh, she blinked, uh, no, she uh, thought the world oh, disappeared. Sonia, Sonia Bianca. Sonia, yeah. Yes, Sonia yeah, Bianca. Bianca. Your icon. No thoughts, head empty. Just the dumbest <laughs> woman you've ever met. She, you like, you could be like, Sonia, what color is my shirt right now? And she'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then she would like blink and think the like reckoning had come for all of them. What was it called? Aberration. Yes, she would like blink the and nothing. Th- she'd be like, the aberration <laughs> took the entire world. And then she'd open her eyes and be like, oh, it's back. <laughs> 
I love this woman with no object permanence. <laughs> she blinks it out. Everything. Oh, okay. Absolutely fucking iconic. That happens to me so many times a day. <laughs> Peekaboo with Sonia Bianca. <laughs> he did. He, at this point, he had like a few dozen followers. He had rebuilt, but he only had a few dozen generally dedicated Dianeticists that followed him over. And they were like, we want to be, we want to follow the OG. Um, and a 70 hour series of lectures in Philadelphia in 1952 was attended by just 38 people. Ooh. So like compared to his flop performance, like, yeah. ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started trying to go around the world to spread this because he was like, okay, I think they've heard of me in the States. Um, so let's go to the UK and establish control over some Dianetics groups that had popped up in London. But what ended up happening was he still didn't really have a lot of money. And people were like, this seems kind of like poor. <laughs> like it, like the way that I saw it described was like a, a shitty AA meeting in the basement of a church. Mm. It was like, they said it, there was an atmosphere of extreme poverty and undertones of a grim conspiracy. And it was an ill-lit lecture room <laughs> and a bare-boarded and pokey office with some eight by 10 feet, mainly infested by long-haired men and short-haired and tatty women. Um, so the clientele sounds amazing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like very, <laughs> yeah, I'm like long-haired men and short-haired tatty women. Sounds like what, a, this a very biker bar. I think those are my types. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, like Mandy is probably like back in now. It's like, maybe I will go to a Scientology. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they all, they all have accents. They're all in London. Disaster by is engaged. Let's go. <laughs> in 53, Hubbard finally, after years of failing out of everything he had ever tried, successfully graduated and acquired a doctorate from an uncredited degree mill <laughs> and would forever be known as Dr. L. Ron Hubbard. My boy went to the University of Phoenix. <laughs> Trump University. I think it was like Sequoia or something. Hold on. Actually, I, I didn't put that in because I didn't think it still he was like, I, I know it still. I got my I got my PhD online because I was just too busy with my career at the time. <laughs> it's just a more convenient this way. Sequoia University. Um, which did not last very long. I bet not. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> they were just handing that shit out like candy. It's just like, here's a degree. Here's a fucking degree. Just give us some money. I don't care. It's like uh, you you show up to the live tape or the to one of his lectures, and there's just degrees taped to the bottom of everybody's seat, <laughs> free with their twenty dollar admission ticket. Yeah, here you go. Thanks. Bye. You get a degree, and you get a degree, and you get a degree. <laughs> So a few weeks after becoming Dr. Hubbard, he authored a letter outlining plans for transforming Scientology into a religion. In that letter, Hubbard proposed setting up a chain of spiritual guidance centers, charging customers $500 for 24 hours of auditing, proposing that Scientology should be transformed into a religion. He said, we don't want a clinic. We want one in operation, but not in name. Perhaps we could call it a spiritual guidance counselor. Think of its name, will you? And we could put in nice desks and our boys in neat blue with diplomas on the walls. And one, knock psychotherapy into history. And two, make enough money to shine up my operating scope. And three, keep the house solvent. If it is a problem of practical business, I await your reaction on the religion angle. In my opinion, we couldn't get worse public opinion than we have had or have less customers with what we've got to sell. Honey, we've already How? hit rock bottom. We might as well get that tax <laughs> exempt status. Yeah. Only place to go is up at this point. <laughs> uh, the letters recipient, the letters recipient, recipient <laughs> Helen O'Brien, uh, resigned the following September because she was like, oh, okay, so we're just like, we're just saying stuff now. <laughs> we're just doing stuff like because it makes us seem less uh, open to scrutiny. Uh, she criticized Hubbard for creating a temperate zone voodoo in its inelasticity, unexplainable procedures, and mindless group euphoria, which is like such a biting like description of cults. Like, mm. <laughs> like temperate euphoria? zone voodoo. 
inelasticity, unexplainable procedures, and mindless group euphoria. No thoughts, head empty. <laughs> that is, yeah. I Under mean, the right circumstances, mindless group euphoria sounds great. Sounds but, good. Yeah. <laughs> In this context, I'm like, on, gr- so on Grinder, we call that party and play. Yeah, <laughs> orgy. The idea may not have been new. Uh, Hubbard has been quoted as telling a science fiction convention in 1948. Writing for a penny, a word is ridiculous. If a man really wants to make a million dollars, the best way would be to start his own religion. Mm-hmm. He like and he does his- just say it. Like he just says. Yeah, it. he just he literally it. just he says it. it. He says he the quiet part it. out loud. Yeah, he and says yet, the silent part out loud. And yet people, the thing you, uh, you, you think never you're tell not anyone to say ever. And yet. It's a religion. <laughs> like a literal fucking religion. Literally, he started to make money and he said it, he admitted it, and yet people get fucking sued over pointing this out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And they have <laughs> religious exemption status, religious protections in the so state. So certain things like search warrants and investigating um, claims of abuse. If that abuse is part of a religious practice and that religious practice is protected Often it can be very difficult to prosecute any mm-hmm. sort of abuse because you choose to be part of the religion. Yeah. Because it's not a cult and it doesn't get the status of a cult. And the status of a cult in the eyes of the law is like you are being coerced. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a religion makes it voluntary. You can mm-hmm. leave at any time. In theory, you cannot. But in theory, you can. So the protections are uh, when it comes to taxes and when it comes to avoiding any sort of persecution, but also, um, and now I'll read a direct quote on how it helps. There is little doubt, but what this stroke will remove Scientology from the target area of overt and covert attacks by the medical profession who see their pills, scalpels, and appendix studded incomes threatened. Scientologists can avoid the recent fiasco in which a Pasadena practitioner is reported to have spent 10 days in that city's torture chamber known as a jail for practicing medicine without a license. So he is basically saying, we just need some protection here. If you can go to jail for practicing medicine without a license, then we just say we're a religion. And these are religious practices. you're not practicing in a Not medical ones. Yeah. Exactly. And like, homeboy just says it right out loud. And to the point where... The franchises now are churches of Scientology's Scientology and not like institutions mm-hmm. or universities or like um, like organizations. They are like, we are now churches. And some auditors began dressing as clergymen, complete with the clerical collars. It's like full on, like we're rebranding. We are, we are coming back better than ever. Mm-hmm. And if they are arrested in the courses of their activities, Hubbard advised they should sue for masses, massive damages for molesting a man of God going about his business. Like full on, like, like uh, he said, if attacked on some vulnerable point by anyone or anything or any organization, always find or manufacture enough threat against them to cause them to sue for peace. Don't ever defend, always attack. So it's like, you are attacking my religion. And also you're a, probably a murderer and a pedophile and I'm just going to start saying things and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll stick to you. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't just apply to people outside the church. This <laughs> applies to people who attempt to leave the church. Mm-hmm. So they will also take the things you just made up in your auditing and use them as evidence against you under threat of exposing you. They will blackmail you or bribe you into staying in the church by being like, remember that time you said that six trillion years ago, you abused your daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why your father abused you now. Like, like that, that will tell the world that you're a child abuser and you admitted to it. And we have tapes, we have recordings, like we can pull mm-hmm. all this out and use it against you. So they did that to their members, but they did that basically to anyone that tried to stand against them to talk about them. And I, I think this is one of those things that almost everybody knows about Scientology now that we have like the internet and all these documentaries have come out mm-hmm. and we've been able to actually spread this information without them being able to sue people. Cause they can't fucking sue everyone on Twitter. Yeah. Right. They can't sue everyone who's ever made a fucking podcast about it. Right. Um, so with the spread of this information, people now know that one of the things Scientology does is like just pure, like blackmailing, doxing, bullying, like the most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like stalking abusive tactics. Really fucked up shit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really like terrifying yeah. stuff. And basically he outlines this in like a set of parameters that you should follow if you're harassing someone, if you're trying to do this. So he says the purpose of the suit is to harass and discourage rather than to win. 
The law can be used very easily to harass, and enough harassment on somebody who is simply on the thin edge anyway, well knowing that he is not authorized, will generally be sufficient to cause his professional decease. If possible, of course, ruin him utterly. This is what, this is like a, a very common, like, piece of shit tactic, like, um, <laughs> is yep. just like, co- like, constantly dragging people to court with, like, lawsuits that you know you're not going to win. Oh, yeah. Because you know that you can just, like, um, you, you can, you can make them go bankrupt for, from constantly having to hire legal representation and also just, like, wear yep. them down. Like, and eventually they will shut up. Not even like you'll, you'll lose every case, but like eventually, like it doesn't even matter if they're winning the cases. Like they'll, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to go through that. I mean, considering all this, and and maybe Kaylin's about to get into this, but like considering all the stories I've heard about former members who have outspokenly um, shared their stories, having um, negative experiences in the church, just the like the relentlessness of just constantly having to deal with yep. these people, like yep. having people yep. protest outside your home that with pictures you saying you're a pedophile and sending that yep. to your flyers to your neighbors who have no idea what the fuck is going on, like yep. you know all, all the surveillance and going through your trash, like just dealing with that constantly, yep. and then on top of that you have to deal with legal fees and all of that stuff. Assuming you can even deal with that because you might be bankrupt from having giving all your money to Scientology, <laughs> like. Yep. It's, it's just so fucked up the levels of just like what they're doing and and they're doing it so consciously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's so gross to me. Yeah. Like ruin him utterly is like, that is not hyperbole. Yeah. yeah he literal. absolutely wanted literally to. Wanted it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Hubbard is now claiming to be able to do things like, um, cure polio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? With his magic mind medicine. With his magic <laughs> sex mansion ma- medicine <laughs> mansion. Oh my God. <laughs> he, one advertisement um, from the Church of Scientology stated, plagued by illness will make you able to have good health. Able to. They do not claim to give you good health. If you don't, it's on you, bitch. Able to have good health. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's a big ass <laughs> uh, get processed by the finest capable auditors in the world today which also doesn't mean anything because what is <laughs> what does that mean the finest capable auditors in the world today. it's a made up it's yeah. a made up fucking thing personally I say coached too, and like... monitored by l ron hubbard mm-hmm. so he's making about um like in today's day today's numbers uh 2.4 million a year Holy shit. And by the start of the 1960s, he is now the leader of a worldwide movement with thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. Um, And he uh, starts to get a little paranoid, a little sus, Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. worried that people are after him because, you know, um, people have a very good reason to be after him. He's a scammer. Yeah, because he he is the scammer. So he moves aboard his private fleet of ships as the Church of Scientology is getting like flamed around the world. So the church claims that the problems of this period were due to vicious, covert international attacks by the United States government, Mm -hmm. all of which were proven false and baseless. This is according to them, which were to last 27 years and finally culminated in the government being sued for $750 million for a conspiracy did not happen. This is like the one time where I'm like, the CIA probably didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently a conspiracy of psychiatric front groups secretly controlling the governments uh, was after Scientology. It was just Scientology versus psychiatry. Every single lie, false charge, and attack on Scientology has been traced directly to this group's members. They have sought at great expense for 19 years to crush and eradicate any new development in the field of the mind. They are actively preventing any effectiveness in this field. So those people, the saboteurs, the spies, they become suppressive people. Those Mm. are the original suppressive people, Mm. the people that are not just trying to... Um, convince you to leave Scientology. It was originally the people that were trying to keep Scientology from spreading, even though it was super effective because they wanted to keep their psychiatric practices. Mm -hmm. Because if people knew that all you needed to do was auditing, you don't need to take pills. You don't need to go to these therapies. Mm -hmm. So everybody's interrogated with the e-meters to determine if they're suppressive people. And some of the questions they would be asked are, Have you ever practiced homosexuality? 
Have you ever had unkind thoughts about L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> Which, like, my e-meter would be going off the fucking Sorry. charts right now. <laughs> right? I'm like, sometimes at the Great. same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were doing a scene the other night, and you were L. Ron Hubbard, and you were complaining about your poor eyesight, and I was your doctor. I love that, like, one of the questions is, like, do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> are you gay and do you like do you think me cute? i'm like do you want to make out with her? yes no maybe other yes no maybe other and then the like e-meter would like flick to like one of the one of them like yes no maybe so there's something called the tone scale so it's like if you suck you're on a super low tone scale you're not on like a vibrating on a high tone like an operating thetan and homos so low on the tone scale oh no um and yeah, I know. Unfortunately, uh, he said there are only two way there are only two answers for handling of people from 2.0 down on the tone scale. Neither one of which has anything to do with reasoning with them or listening to their justification of their acts. The first is to raise them on the tone scale by uninterbulating some of their theta by any one of three valid processes. The other is to dispose of them quietly and without sorrow. What? Uh, yeah, just kill the gays. Just, um, just kill them. Quietly and without sorrow. Don't know if that ever happened because we wouldn't know that they were gay and the church has covered up a lot of stuff. Yeah. But what do you do with the gays? Holy you kill shit. them and don't feel bad. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. oh, we lost no. a Mandy. 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 Marty. Mandy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, got you. It happened again. We can see you. Can you see us? we can see you we can see you can you see us can you, can you hear us can you hear us we can see you and hear you ah. <laughs> you can see me no. mandy somebody mandy <laughs> Sorry, I can't see them or hear them. <laughs> Did they die? Oh my god! Oh no, we can see you. I can't. I can't see or hear you both at all. Oh I can no. see you so much. I can't. Uh, what? It's it's just there's just nothing. There's just literally nothing. Okay. I can see you so much. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see you so much. <laughs> The best part is I know that you can hear yeah. me listening to your messages. Um, okay, I guess I, I think I have... This happened in Stranger Things. Mandy, put up, okay. put up some, some Christmas up. lights and write some letters on the wall and we'll communicate um, to you, you through that. You can see that. me. Oh, okay, yes. I can see <laughs> Mandy, speak to us through the Christmas lights. What the fuck? Yeah! Can you yes, we're here. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh my I can't god! See you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so alone. <laughs> I was so alone. I was in the upside down, and I was trying to find Barb, and I couldn't, and it was really scary. <laughs> it was a monster. Oh, it was the whole thing. Uh, it was the whole thing. I, li like it was the same thing again, where it oh, went no. completely oh, white, and god. I could not see or hear anything from both of you. So I'm like, I know they can see me right now because we just Taylor, went through this. Do you remember what we were even talking about before? Uh, yes. I mean, other um, than L. Ron Hubbard. Of them quietly and without oh, sorrow. Oh, yeah. We were talking about uh, genociding the gays. Just, That's just right. classic yeah, Scientology stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Very so chill. those are the questions you would, some of the yeah. questions you'd be asked during an auditing, but here are some of the other ones. Have you ever destroyed a culture? What? <laughs> Did you come to Earth for evil purposes? <laughs> Have you ever zapped someone? <laughs> <laughs> How do you answer what that? Business is that of yours? <laughs> what I do in my bedroom is my own business. Like not, it's like like it's like no, as like cattle prod like falls to the floor and clatters beside you. <laughs> Me no. no. <laughs> oh my god. 
So like you can pretty much tell that looking at uh, all of these processes, it was a lot about your past life, Mm -hmm. not necessarily anything you did in the current life. uh, But to them, that's basically the same thing. They started doing things like, so they said they were a church, but they were offering things uh, that relied on medical claims like Mm -hmm. pills being marketed as radiation cures. Oh no. Which is like such a fucked up thing to lie about. Mm. Uh, And the church of Scientology, including the e-meters and the radiation cures and stuff like that. uh, They were required to label them as being ineffective in the diagnosis or treatment of disease, um, which is (laughs) pretty straightforward. Uh, Basically just like, like stamping flop on all of them. And he kept trying to spread around the world, but everywhere in the world uh, is not as fucking stupid as America. Um, so, like, uh, Australia was like, oh, absolutely the fuck not. Nar. Nar you darn, Alron Hubbard. And they kicked him the fuck out. He uh, was accused of brainwashing, blackmail, extortion, and damaging the mental health of its uh, member of the org's members in Australia. The Victorian state government established a board of inquiry into Scientology and condemned every aspect of it and Hubbard. And he was described as being of doubtful sanity, having a persecution complex, and displaying strong <laughs> indications of paranoid schizophrenia with delusions of grandeur. His writings were characterized <laughs> as nonsensical, abounding in self-glorification and grandiosity, replete with histrionics and hysterical, incontinent outbursts. And once again, <laughs> American. Oh, this is the beautiful thing about Americans, is we get like a tome like that and we are like, yes, bitch! <laughs> we love yes. it! <laughs> he is triggering those fucking libs he's gonna drain the swamp. oh god he does he, he was soup swamp we're like we love a crazy swampy bastard <laughs> okay so we really do we're just like whoa 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 let's let's hear this guy out before we before we draw judge everybody everybody hold on before we judge this book by its cover I, hold on. I, I like the cut of his jib i like the cut of his fucking buff fucking wild jib <laughs> okay so previously him and scientology were seen as like like kooky like a health and self-improvement cult mm-hmm. but after this report came out uh people around the world started to see it this is when the switch went to like cult mm-hmm. evil dangerous brainwashing hypnosis and as that spread mm-hmm. scientology was now banned in victoria western australia southern australia um and led to more negative publicity around the world because now it's like actual governing bodies have conducted Mm -hmm. thorough research into this and found them to be like a a destructive cult found them to be Uh, batshit insane oh yeah absolutely batshit like sucking on guano like a (laughs) vampire sucks on blood like crazy motherfuckers in the press in the uk they now saw what was happening in australia and now uh the people in the uk were like pushing for a complete ban on scientology there as well and cult awareness efforts started springing up so now people are like oh we know what a cult is and we know Mm -hmm. that people are being kept in it so now we need to get them out so um Mm -hmm. a cult deprogrammer ted patrick created the Cult Awareness Network, which was meant to serve as a watchdog group for cults and religious organizations that it deemed to be dangerous. One of their main focuses was Scientology. Uh, And that became like, before it was like uh, Scientology versus psychiatry. And now it's like Scientology versus the Cult Awareness Network. And at one point during the auditing process, like for a while, Scientologists were allegedly asked, what have you done this week to get rid of the cult awareness network? <laughs> like it just became like an ingrained thing. Like every day, like you need to be doing something about these people. And because of like lawsuits and attacks and uh, lack of public funding, the cult awareness network went bankrupt after more than 50 lawsuits from various Scientologies. Jesus. And directly after an individual Scientologist purchased its name and assets at auction. Oh no. And soon after that, the reorganized cult awareness network sent out a brochure lauding the church of Scientology for its efforts to increase happiness and improve conditions for oneself oh, no. and others. Gross. Gross. Isn't that the most fucked up thing? Hate it. That the cult awareness network went bankrupt because they sued them. <sighs> 
and then they took it over. Mm-hmm. It has the same energy as when um, the 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 subreddit our Holocaust was taken over by Holocaust deniers. Like it has that same like really gross like what the fuck energy. I did to not it, know about I that. Hate. That is terrifying yeah it's actually the reason why i stopped using reddit for a very long time uh, yeah that feels fair about that and it was like oh no i'm mm-hmm. out i'm out fuck this yeah i was pretty pissed yeah i think now it's been deleted completely but at the time it was it was up for a while oh um, god it was a problem do yeah. we do we know about the fair use policy which is like if you're attacking the church anything you do is any tactics are fair use you can do whatever you want to ruin this person yeah yeah, I've heard about that. So it's like mm-hmm. there's an attack the attacker policy that makes up the fair use policy that Elrond created, which is spot who's attacking us, start investigating them promptly for felonies or worse, Jesus. using our own professionals. <gasps> Double curve our reply by saying we welcome an investigation of them. Start feeding lurid blood sex crime actual evidence on the attackers on the press. Don't ever tamely submit to an investigation of us. Make it rough, rough on all attackers all the way. You can you can get reasonable about it and lose. Sure, we break no laws. Sure, we have nothing to hide. But attackers aren't simply an anti-Scientology propaganda agency so far as we're concerned. They have proven they will have no facts and will lie no matter what. So banish off ideas that any fair hearing is intended and start our attack with their and then it was like an illegible word because this was from a recording never wait never talk about us only them use their blood sex crime to get headlines don't use us i speak from 15 years experience in this there has never yet been an attacker who is not reeking with crime all we had to do was look for it and murder would come out they fear our meter they fear our freedom they fear the way we are growing why? Because they have too much to hide. Sex blood crimes? Is that what blood sex, sex crime? Crimes? There's commas. He's he's batshit. So he's like expose their blood, expose their sex, expose their crime. I feel like this is the stuff that's happening in the spooky magic. Yeah, I'm like season. I'm like you're the one with <laughs> the, the blood, blood sex, sex crimes. crimes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Christ. like out of all of us. But yeah, the the fair use thing I I think is um one of those things when I heard about it, I was like, oh, so so all these attacks and these lawsuits and and them just mm-hmm. like blatantly just saying whatever shit they want about people is 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 literally their their cult leader saying like this is what you're oh, yeah. supposed to do. It, it was handed like, this down. This is how you're supposed to deal with yeah, like it's it's right there in their documentation. Yeah. Our enemies are ontologically so. evil mm-hmm. and yeah. therefore anything you do to attack them is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very um the means justify yeah, the absolutely. kind of mentality um so this obviously everything that's going on right now there's a lot of attacks there's a lot of people coming after him so he acquires his own fleet of ships and is just like bye and like takes to the sea and the the ships were accrued by the sea organization or the sea Mm -hmm. org a group of scientologist volunteers Mm -hmm. so this actually started at sea um so it's a bunch of scientologists and then a couple I, you can eat your chip, Mandy. I'll, I'll edit that sound out. <laughs> I, oh, I dropped my ring. Oh, I, I heard a like crinkle. And I'm like, is she a Dorito bag? Because I'm talking. So if you need a Dorito, you can have one. <laughs> I'm just one. sitting like, <laughs> no, no. I, I was playing with my ring just and I like, dropped it. Sorry. <laughs> really like try to like silently. <laughs> just the quietest little crunch. Crunch. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you, Caleb. <laughs> so we're in the Sea Org. We got the seamen. Mm-hmm. They're running our ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the fleet in early 16, in early 1967 in the Canary Islands began an eight-year eight voyage sailing from port to port in the Mediterranean Sea and eastern North Atlantic. The fleet traveled as far as Corfu in the eastern Mediterranean and Dakar and Azores in the Atlantic, but rarely stayed anywhere for longer than six weeks because Hubbard thought they were being chased across the ocean. <laughs> By what and whom? We did not know. The rock. The, the rock in the bubble. It's bubble rock. Bubble rock. Bubble rock. Back to claim house. Rock is like peeking oh, over. Oh no. Bubble rock is in the <laughs> house it, tonight. Like, coming around a corner. <laughs> Get your revenge, King. You deserve it. Not, not King Bubble Rock. Never forget they try to take that away from you. Get your revenge, King Bubble Rock. <laughs> King Kill. Bubble Rock. Okay, so Hubbard said they had to keep moving because there were so many people after him. And if they caught up with him, they would cause him so much trouble that he would be unable to continue his work. And Scientology would not get into the world and there would be social and economic chaos, if not a nuclear holocaust. (laughs) 
which um, he didn't really explain how that would happen, but I guess just Scientology existing in the world was enough to stave off the nuclear Holocaust. So if Scientology doesn't succeed, the world will end. So that's pretty big stakes. We are talking about a guy who died in the dentist sure chair. Is. Like the stakes are always eight <laughs> very high. Eight minutes. Eight entire minutes. So the Sea Org is only for the most dedicated of Scientologists, those who have pledged their whole lives to the organization. And by whole lives, I mean the billion year contract. Yep. Billion year contract. Mm-hmm. I know about this. And they make about fifty to seventy-five dollars per week. They're not ever not working. And if you're single when you enter the Sea Org, you can date and marry, but only within the Sea Org. And if you have children, you have to give them to the Sea Org to raise mm-hmm. until they're six years old. After that, they can mm-hmm. come back. But you have to leave your children behind to be raised and schooled communally, seeing them only on weekends. It's so fucked up. It's so incredibly Science- fucked up. It's mm-hmm. literally just taking children away from their parents is like another like super obvious cult tactic. Yeah. If you just are like in love with someone and you you get pregnant because they let you get married. Uh, they could just be like, no, you're not having that baby. Like, we're going to go deal with that right now. And if you have problems with it, then it's, that's on you. And you need to be time for the chokey again. Uh, the rehabilitation project force. So this is where you go when you start to have subversive thoughts or doubts about the church. It was supposed to be an area of the ship, but it was just, mm-hmm like a human area, but it was just a cattle hold that existed on the lower decks. And according to accounts, the room where Sea Org members were held contained only a single bare bulb and mattresses on the floor. Sea Org members sent to RPF weren't allowed to speak to anyone and had to eat with their hands from a bucket of table scraps. Jesus Christ. Yeah. These are volunteers too, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. One former Sea Org member, Jesse Prince, recalled being held in RPF for 18 months oh my God. after attempting to leave the church. 18 fucking months. Eating out of a bucket with his months? fucking hands? Yeah. And uh, no, mm, no, no ability bowl. to wash your hands either. Like, mm-hmm. no real cleanliness. Jesus, so like, a single bare light bulb. Um, so apparently this is... Uh, so he said... His superior snapped his fingers and six people came in and put me in a room. Oh my God. I was literally incarcerated. They told me the only way to get out is to learn this tech to a T and then be able to apply it. I don't know if, if, if maybe Hoots, you want to put down the fork for a second because we're about to get gross okay. for like one moment. <laughs> and by gross, I mean uh, a little gruesome. One of the worst cases was described in an affidavit by, um, and this is a pseudonym, Heidi Forrester. She related how she was forced to sleep with Hubbard. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was brought into a room and told to lay down. And she didn't know it was Hubbard at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he came in and undressed her and undressed himself and laid on top of her and inserted his flaccid penis into her and just laid on top of her for hours. And soaked? Yeah, basically just did the soaking, the Mormon thing that may or this may not is, be real. I don't actually so know. This so weird. Like, this is... It's so disturbing and so fucking weird. And he did it multiple times. But the point was that he was supposed to have children. Like, he wanted more heirs. Right. But he couldn't actually... But he yeah. wasn't capable. Yeah. He said, if I postulate you will have a baby from the viewpoint of my home universe, then you will. I can make your body do what I want. Um, She said that whenever he would leave, she would go to the bathroom and cry and throw up. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. She was not okay with this in any way, even though she was in the cult. She she it wasn't even like It's not like she could do anything about it. Like if she tried to say no or leave, she'd get stuck in the fucking chokey. Yeah, and it's not a case of mm-hmm. like I was in a cult, um, and I did some things that I wouldn't have done if I had not been unduly influenced. Yeah. She did not want to She do didn't this. agree to that. Yeah. She did not. Yeah, none of it. Right. Um, And when she got her period a month later, she was summoned and told to go to ethics. She was, which is like a a department Mm -hmm. where you go to be punished. 
She was assigned the condition treason. This is your treason. fault this flaccid dick didn't, like... Yeah. Yeah, some, some fucking how he even manages to pin his, like, limp, like, impotent, mm-hmm. like, like uh, sterile dick on a woman who had wanted nothing fucking to do with him. And sadly, that's not that's that no, unique. at all. At all. The next part mm-hmm. is a little, because she was assigned the condition treason by the ethics officer because she had disobeyed command intention and was not pregnant. Sorry, what? Yeah. You didn't yeah. get pregnant and therefore you have That is some Anne Boleyn shit. <laughs> she is like fucking uh what's what's the half turf who wrote Handmaid's Tale? Margaret, Margaret Atwood, Atwood is rolling rolling oh, in Margaret Atwood. rolling in her yeah. in her rocking chair right now. <laughs> I was about to say she's still alive. <laughs> I was I was halfway there she's and then alive. I was yeah. like, "Oh no, she's still alive." I just saw her up in a of, like her sitting there with a picture with a mug that said I told you so on it. Do you see this? Mm-mm. She no. posted a photo of herself like in response to Roe versus Wade and it's just her sitting in a chair with smug fucking look on her face holding a mug that says I told you so. Like <laughs> fucked. I don't know how you can get more white feminism than that. Yeah. Right? But like who did you tell in your like race blind novel <laughs> about uh, how women are the real Every slaves? single black woman yeah. looking at that tweet is go, like go, go to fuck fucking hell. yourself at what? <laughs> Go to fucking hell. Okay, so I'll try and get out of this Kiss this section in a sec. Um, she was her punishment for the treason was to be fed a starvation diet and put on a running regime because that'll help you get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, absolutely. Cardio. So Hubbard established the Sea Org. When he did, he sort of said that he was no longer like management. He wasn't running it. So that he could stay away from any like potential lawsuits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But clearly, like he's, I mean, he's coming in, he's punishing members, he's sexually assaulting or raping them, he's ordering people to like the fucking chokey. Mm-hmm. Like he is 100% involved and he is getting messages from the fleet of ships, uh, like to each other. So he, at this point, he had like a couple people that were around him because he's still running from like the government and all of those, all of the people that are supposedly after him. So he has like messengers communicating between him and the church and bringing him back $15,000 a week. Oh my God. $120,000 in today's U S dollars a week, a week, week? $120,000 a week. But he's like, Oh, but I'm not really like involved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I run it and I tell everyone what to do and I get paid $120,000 a week. And if they don't do what I say, they're a suppressive person and I put them in like a torture chamber. Yeah. But but, but I'm not, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm just sort of like, I'm, I'm more of a like figurehead. Mm -hmm. Like the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Public relations. <laughs> I'm like public relations, except for I'm not in the public eye because I think there are like warrants out for my arrest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's eating, he's on the ship. He's eating luxury food. Um, cash is being smuggled in from other countries to avoid currency export restrictions. Mm-hmm. And he forms a safe haven in various different places. Like he'll, he'll dock his fleet somewhere mm-hmm. and stay there for a while and try and establish scientology there but everyone in all the countries we went to were like absolutely the fuck not yeah like are you think we're stupid like there there was several countries mm-hmm. where he showed up and they were like <laughs> fuck off bye yeah. like you you get the fuck you pull those fucking shit <laughs> go out of here get the fuck out of here <laughs> so he, at this time uh so morocco was one of the ones where they were like oh absolutely the fuck not we are gonna send our secret police after you mm-hmm. um we are gonna fuck you over as much as we can um so he's developing the doctrines he's setting everything up and then he's like you know what operating thetan isn't enough because then you get to operating thetan and you're done so now we need ot levels so he redesigns several of the existing courses repackaging them as the first of the ot levels and then like he starts releasing more like two years later it's like ot3 the wall of fire and i don't know if you've i don't know if you've (laughs) ever seen scientology stuff Mm -hmm. it looks like my youtube videos (laughs) like it's like there's lens flares there's flames Mm -hmm. there's like 3d lettering like it's all supposed to look like a fucking transformers movie they've got a production company (laughs) yeah they've got a production company called like golden age productions or something like that yeah 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 they they really yeah. they because they're very connected to the the industry mm-hmm. the one industry 
Yeah. So the OT3 Wall of Fire reveals secrets of the immense disaster that occurred on this planet and on the other 75 planets which formed this confederacy 75 million years mm-hmm. ago. You know, the other the other 75 planets. I can't believe that people buy this shit as like real. The likelihood that it was 75 mm-hmm. planets and 75 million years ago exactly like, like like you fucking... couldn't come up with a second number. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because 75 sounds good. That's his number. The the fucking, like, Sheen Star Trek shit. Like. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. So you had to pass the first two OT levels before learning how Zemu, (laughs) the leader of the Galactic Confederacy, had shipped billions of people to Earth and then blown them up with hydrogen bombs, following which their traumatized spirits were stuck together at implant stations, brainwashed with false memories, and eventually became contained within human beings. He blowing me up with his Um, Zeman until we're stuck together. (laughs) Zeman! Nar! Nar nar the Zeman! Absolutely. People think it's uh, Zenu, but uh, it's actually Zemu. 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 Um... The the discovery of OT3 was said to have taken a major physical toll on Hubbard, who announced that he had broken a knee, an arm, and a back. Oh, and a and his back, not a back. <laughs> a knee, an arm, back. and a back. <laughs> During his his research, broke his knee, arm, but and back. But this guy is always complaining about ailments. Like, <laughs> well, also like always. Like, I I mean, I've done some pretty intense research myself, mm-hmm. but like. No, actually, it did hurt. Do you ever once. blow your back out? And I think research? my wrist. I didn't. I didn't break. A, I got my back blown out while doing research. <laughs> amen. Yes. Uh, by by, amen. You are mm-hmm. right. Indeed. <laughs> so yeah, the the Sea Org is garbage. Uh, it's presented as like, oh my god, join this cute, sexy little fleet. We all have outfits and we're on ships and it's a party every night. But like, obviously, it's horrible and nobody mm-hmm. has any nautical experience. <laughs> They're all just like they're all just dirt. Just guessing. Like I want to join this call. Yeah, guessing. (laughs) So (laughs) mechanical disasters, blunders, like crashing into shit. Like following one incident in which the rudder of the Royal Scotsman was damaged during a storm, Hubbard ordered the ship's entire crew to be reduced to a condition of liability (laughs) and wear gray rags tied to their arms. Just like you suck. You sucked during this mission and now you're all dirty rag arm people and like just know that you're you should be ashamed of yourself and even put dirty tarps and stuff around the ship to be like this is a dirty little ship who dirty sucks. little rag arm <laughs> <laughs> this dirty ship <laughs> Dirty ship. You dirty this piece of shit. My, my search history in adultfanfiction.net. <laughs> Me looking up anything to do with supernatural. Just laying down a tarp. Leaping into Hannibal. Oh my god! Absolutely, <laughs> I am. I am here for that. Yes. For that Hannibal ship realness. Oh my god! I'm on season three. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. David DeMeo. A Sea Org member at the time later recalled, we tried not to think too hard about his behavior. It was not rational much of the time, but to even consider such a thing was a discreditable thought. And you couldn't allow yourself to have a discreditable thought. One of the questions in the security check was, have you ever had unkind thoughts about LRH? Mm -hmm. And you could get into very serious trouble if you had. So you just tried hard not to. Mm -hmm. Because they honestly believe the e-meter would be able to tell. Mm -hmm. So you have to just not even be able to think it. It's not like you have to lie. You aren't even able to think it. You're trying to convince yourself like, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. Never, never, never anything negative. Under threat of of imprisonment and slavery. Like literally Santa Claus is always watching. Horrible things. Yeah. He knows when you're naughty. He knows when you're gay. (laughs) And he knows when you had bad thoughts about LRH. (laughs) He knows when thousands of years ago, your <laughs> was apparently kicking puppies uh, or whatever. Millions, Mandy. Millions. Trillions. On oh, one of the millions, other 75 planets in the Galactic in Confederation. The Federation. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> I would I would literally push this bitch into a locker. Like, I'm so <laughs> sorry. But like, if this if this man came up to me and said that, I would just I would just bop like, him right shut on. Shut the, the fuck up, Lafayette Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Oh my, I forgot that was a 
Oh my god. I just pictured the three of us surrounding him and I'm like bopping him on the head. <laughs> and Hoots is like, shut the fuck up, Lafayette Ronald. And we're just pushing him back and forth between us. Like like throwing his copy <laughs> of fucking Excalibur over his head back and Excalibur. forth. You want your little book? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Imagine if very, but we're all dressed like the characters from Mean Girls too. So we're all just like, stop trying to make Satan happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Truly, the witches of Stitcher. Oh yeah! Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Respect the Dead. You can follow Respect the Dead on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Respect the Dead. If you want to follow us individually, you can find our socials in the show notes. And you should check out our YouTube channels. We don't shit on dead people there as often, but still, we're making tons of cool stuff. If you enjoyed Respect the Dead and would like to support us, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you leave us a review, we can read it out on the podcast. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to discover the show. Give us at least five stars and then share us with a good friend who likes venting about dead people. You can also give us some money over on our Patreon. Patreon supporters get some cool bonus content like bloopers from the cutting room floor and even coming up with a fake sponsor ad that we'll read in an episode. It has to be a fake business though, not your MLM, honey. Thanks so much for listening. Join us every Monday for our next Worm Feast. I'm Kellen Conrad. I'm Ailey Mandy. And I'm Hoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.